This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Crime rate tripled instead of doubled. Number one cause of death from 18 to 45 year old Americans right now is overdose. Under your watch, or to be from five years old to 50, how would you identify failure if it's not what you've delivered thus far? By God, man. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, Secretary Mayorkas, you look like someone just walked over your grave. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I used to think like a really serious Hispanic accent, you know, was the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. But I grew up in the age of Ricardo Montalban as Khan, you know. This is City Alpha 5. But, you know, I've come, and especially after watching uh, Representative Clay Higgins out of Louisiana dressing down uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, yesterday. Uh, you know, a, a deep, thick, southern, swampy, dripping accent, you know, especially when you're dressing down another man. There's just nothing like it, you know. Mayorkas looked like he was pooping his pants throughout that whole thing. He was pooping in his diapers. While Clay Higgins was speaking, it was badass, man. That thick Louisiana accent. Well, and we have a southern accent. It's just, man, there's nothing like it. I mean, you know, really seriously, imagine Con played by Clay Higgins, you know. Listen here, you funny-talking ruski, Mr. Damn Chekhov. This is Damn City Alpha 5, my friend. Now, when are you going to resign from the Federation for your crimes? You know, I mean, it's just, it's there's nothing like it. And, buddy, he did not hold back on Mayorkas yesterday. This disaster we have at our southern border, this disintegration of our sovereignty cannot be sustained. Anyone who has two brain cells that perhaps would bump into each other would know that is that it's abject failure down there. Now see that's the thing about a southern accent, right, Chris and Don like you because you're at a mosey, like because nobody when you with a thick southern accent you ain't saying nothing fast, right? You're you're verbally moseying, if that's a word. You know, you're taking your time. You can add in some extra stuff. You're right? able to enunciate. You're able to enunciate, and you're able to add in additional words to give what you're saying even more freaking impact. Now, most people would say, well, anybody with a, two brain cells in their head would blah, 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 blah. But when you've got a thick, dripping Louisiana accent that reeks of alligator crap and death, you know, and, and, and fear, you know, and, and uh, you know, you, you can add in extra stuff, you know. Secretary Mayorkas, now, anyone with two brain cells that might happen to be out there looking each other over at a single brain cell bar, and all of a sudden they say, hey, maybe I ought to hook up with that other damn stupid-ass brain cell on the other side of the bar, and so they get together for a night out. Anybody with two damn brain cells that might meet on 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 its only lunch would know what an abject failure our southern border. You know what I mean? You can just add stuff in because you're just going for it. Well, and there's always been something insulting about it. I'm going to speak to you slowly <laughs> right. so that you can understand. I almost wish the hell he go, well, bless your heart, Senator Mayorkas. Bless your little heart. And, uh, you know, I mean, and it's tr The thing is, it's true. <laughs> there is our national. Okay. Mayorkas' response to that, because he was like, as a man, 
You know, and, and you don't want some southern dude. I, look, I live in fear of hearing this from people living in Texas. Because I, I, I'm, I'm a great suburbanite. You know, I, I grew up in the, <laughs> in the white-ass bread, white bread suburbs of Annapolis, Maryland. Okay, you, you can't get more shopping mall than me. All right, I'm serious. Okay, you can't get more Spencer gifts than me. That's who I am. All right. I live in fear of people with deep southern accents. Men, other men telling me crap like that. He was telling me to resign, man. And that, do you have it? Can you play that real quick? I need you to resign. Save the country the pain of your impeachment. I have 20 seconds, sir. Please respond. Congressman, I couldn't disagree with you more when you state that, when you state that our nation's sovereignty is disintegrating. Please don't hurt me. But several times, like, I'm speaking to you as a man. You know, I mean, you know when a southern dude says that crap to you? You know they mean it. And they're about nine seconds away from kicking your ass. When a southern dude says anything that regards you being as a man, you know they are just filled with utter contempt for you. You know what I mean? That's why I don't cry in front of my wife. I'm serious, you know, you just, let me, Senator, Secretary Mayorkas, as a man, why don't you resign? I ask you as a man. As a man. Own this thing. <laughs> no, 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 that, that, Mayorkas, that, that, that uh, you know, that beltway hunky, he doesn't want to hear that crap. He's, the, well, I'm going to talk about the, the, how unimpressive all these people are, but, you don't want to hear that from some Louisiana dude, do you? Secretary Mayorkas, as a man, why don't you own this moment and resign your ass? You know, whenever, again, whenever a southern dude says anything in regards to you as a man, you know that you fill them with absolute contempt. You know, they are just disgusted by your very existence, right? As let me t- let me tell you something. As a man, you can call me up at 210-599-5555 if you are a man. And you have the cojones to rub together <laughs> to call me up. I will take your call. If and they you know, bump into each other. If and your cojones, if and you had a pair of cojones that managed to bump into each other on day's way across this great land of our Secretary McCorkus, or whatever the hell your damn foreign-sounding name is, I might take your call. You know, you just, yeah, that's just badass. And the thing about uh, the thing about Mayorkas and Blinken, General Austin. Okay, all of these y'all. The thing is, and I this I've never really quite verbalized it as I did on Where and Rima earlier, but it, 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 this is precisely what I think. In that the people who are true socialists or communists or what have you for the most part maybe if you go back to cuba and venezuela you look you got some charismatic weirdo at the top of the pyramid but for the most part people who really want to control other people's lives and really think stuff like socialism and communism is great and the free market system sucks and it's awful and racist and freedom itself sucks because some people don't succeed those people tend to be themselves extraordinarily unimpressive human beings. Mediocre. Don, Donald Trump used that word a lot. It's one of my favorite words. Chris Glasgow loves that word, too, because it's so true. Mediocre. They're mediocre people. The people surrounding Joe Biden and even Biden himself are extraordinarily unimpressive, mediocre people. And, and the only way mediocre people shine, in a sense, is they got to drag everybody else down to their own level of mediocrity. And it, it elevates them psychologically to have the ability to control other people. That's why liberal women suck. 
That's why you don't want to ever date some hippie chick from Austin. She'll ruin your freaking life quicker than Amber Heard. She really will. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's why that's mediocrity thrives in communism. Mediocrity thrives in socialism. And the reason, and this is why you're seeing, and I got to take a break. You see why you're seeing all of this hatred towards Elon Musk. They can't control it. And that's why they hate capitalism. That's why they hate, in a sense, freedom itself. Because freedom cannot be controlled. And in, in freedom, and especially in, in a free market system, innovation and intelligence and creativity and vision will always rise to the top. People who have those things I just listed will always be, in a sense, the cream of the human crop. They just always will. History is not littered with mediocrity. It's littered with innovation and brilliance and vision. And and pukes like Mayorkas and all these other yahoos, they hate that because in their excellence, their mediocrity is 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 very obvious to the whole world. Uh, 210-599-5555. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Back news talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. I'm your weird Uncle Sean, as we say. Make sure you're hitting the website KTSA.com. We got a lot of stuff online about our one hundred year anniversary here at KTSA. So proud to have my my own chapter in this journey. What did Trey say? There's been a wear here at KTSA for like seventy of those hundred years. And Trey's got all kinds of really cool interviews uh, on the website with uh, folks who who have worked here in the past. Uh, Dennis Foley did a really cool video, so check it out, KTSA.com. We were talking about the mediocrity of people like An- uh, Alejandro Mayorkas and Anthony Blinken and, you know, just the the, the, the mediocrity. And Chris uh, texted me a quote, mediocrity is the creed of communism. And I, you're absolutely right. And I, my point was, in communism and socialism, mediocrity thrives. I mean, you, you're, you're dragging everybody down to the same level of mediocrity. I mean, as we see this constantly, right? In the schools, well, blacks and Hispanics shouldn't have to take tests. They're too hard. Honors classes make people feel bad and exceptional. Well, make some people feel exceptional while making other people feel bad. And so it's going to go bye-bye because we don't want anybody to feel bad. They And they, they wrap it in this sanctimonious idea that they're actually doing this for the betterment of people. And that it's really not about that at all. Uh, unimpressive humans, and I've known quite a few over the years, uh, and in fact I've been one on occasion. You know, they, they they want everybody to suck as bad as they do, and so and and uh, you look at the the people surrounding Biden; they're all extraordinarily unimpressive human beings, with no discernible talent, nor charisma, nor vision. The only reason they'll have any place in history at all is merely because of the positions they held, or because of their rank failure at their jobs. Maybe that'll make history, depending on who writes the history, obviously. And you look at this debt forgiveness. This is why, and and I'm connecting the dots on several stories here, this is why they got to cheat so much. This is why modern Democrats in in America in the year 2022 will do anything to stay in office, no matter how low it may be, even create a border crisis. Because mediocre people have to continuously worry about people not finding out how freaking mediocre they are, and they know they can't really make an argument for themselves based upon the merits of whatever the hell it is they want or uh, want to do or whatever, and so they continuously have to cheat. You've probably worked with people like this over the years or encountered people like this in your own personal life. Uh, this is why they can't shut up all of a sudden about debt forgive- college debt forgiveness. Okay, their numbers with young people are dropping as it is with everybody else, but specifically some of the most recent polls show young people are now peeling off from, from the Biden administration, and they're scared crapless. Suddenly they're, they're uh, bringing up, you know, it, when we've got an active war in Ukraine, we've got a border crisis, now suddenly it's all about college debt forgiveness. Well, why? They want young people to come back and vote for them. It's that cheap. 
he said this. He was saying this stuff at the Hispan- to the Hispanic Caucus. Why was he saying this to the Hispanic Caucus about college debt forgiveness? I'll tell you why. Hey, make your get your ass across the border. Get your ass across the river. I'll get you a free college education. They're cheaters. And why are they cheaters? Because they have no talent. They have no uh, charisma. They have no vision. They're not innovative. They produce nothing. All they do is ruin stuff and break stuff. They create fake problems that they can then fake solve, like climate change. Mediocre people. Average. Not not even average. Average people are more impressive than mediocre people. And, uh, and that's who they are. Uh, and that's why, uh, again, you know, it, it, you know, it's like Fauci. Uh, we'll talk about this a little deeper uh, in, a, in a little bit. But, you know, Fauci stated on, I, I guess it was NPR. I, I wasn't watching. Trace it was NPR originally that, you know, we're out of the pandemic. And uh, within hours, Saki is in front of a camera saying, we're not out of the pandemic. He didn't mean that. We He meant we're in a different phase of the pandemic. You know, and and Fauci goes on, goes back on public radio, whatever the hell, and is like, no, no, I you, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean we're out of the pandemic. I meant we're still in that. We're just in a different phase of the pandemic. You know, again, Fauci is a very mediocre, unimpressive human being. And they're all controlled, you know, and they, and you can tell them what to say, and they'll say it because they're unimpressive people with no words of their own or thoughts of their own. And when they do manage to give their own thoughts, look what happens. Look what happens when Biden himself goes off script. You know, uh, and, and, and as I said a few minutes ago, freedom in freedom, okay, talent, and, and it may, people will say it's not fair, but actually it's extraordinarily fair. Freedom is extremely fair in that everybody has the same chance at failure, really. But it is true in failure, or uh, sorry, in freedom, in freedom, you know, the the extraordinary rise to the top. They just sort of, sort of do because of what they do. And that's not unfair. That's not racist. That's the biologic reality of the universe. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. I said a few minutes ago that uh, the only reason uh, Biden's talking about college debt forgiveness is because young people now are starting to see that he sucks really bad, and so they don't want to vote for him. And he's got to he's got to rope them back in, man. He's got to draw them back in. Uh, and he was saying this to the Hispanic Caucus because you know it's also about hey, get your ass across the river, and I'll get you a free college education. It's really that cheap and mediocre. But let's talk about this. Let's let's talk about this thing called college debt forgiveness, if you don't mind. I'm sorry, I gotta start talk, stop talking like that. Representative Clay Higgins, man, what a badass. Um, uh, college debt for no, I don't. I have a kid in college. My daughter's in her third year of college. She is uh, majoring in what she loves, which is acting and theater and directing and playwriting, and uh, she's done uh, many different shows. She, now, it, is is her campus, the one she attends, any different than any other campus in America right now as far as a lot of the liberal bullcrap that's sort of there, interwoven through the entire culture? Uh, uh, campus. Well, yeah, it's there. My, my kid and I don't talk politics. All I tell her, and I've said this before, is, you know, I don't care what your opinion is. I just care that you have a reason for thinking that. Uh, but for her, it's a, the college she attends, which I'm not going to tell you, is a great college because it's mostly a theater college. So she's doing a lot of what she wants to do, uh, and I'm very happy and proud for her. I do not think if she has, I don't even know if she has a college debt. Uh, do I believe it should be forgiven? No. Do I believe any college kid's debt, school debt, should be forgiven? No, I don't. Son, you sign a piece of paper saying you're going to use somebody else's money to do something. Well, then that's on you. You, 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 I, you know, 
you made a contract with somebody to borrow money, and uh, you are the one who has to pay it back. That's life. That's what all the people say. But there is a, you know, and I'll get into some other stuff too. Well, let me, let me throw this in here first. Okay, I signed, four years ago I signed a freaking mortgage, all right? The first time I bought a house, or I'm bu- I am buying a house, right? I haven't bought a house. I am buying a house. Looking forward to be to have it, you know, being paid off when I'm in my mid-80s and I can have some me time, you know? Uh, when you look at it this way, people buying houses, I, I know enough about the economy the American economy, that people buying houses is always a good thing for the economy, right? When lots of people are buying big stuff like a house, it, it, it keeps the economy pretty juiced up, moves money through the economy. So my dumbass signing a mortgage and buying a house has actually done more for the American economy than my kid going to college. What about mortgage forgiveness? Yeah, how about how about some of that? You know, how about the, how, that? I'm being funny, of course. I don't think I should be forgiven my mortgage, but you know, if you're going to make an argument that somehow this is good for you know people or good for the country economically, well, again, me signing the mortgage does more for the economy than my kid going to college. So why can't I get mortgage forgiveness? Uh, Don Morgan will understand this. I, 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 I what about Columbia forgiveness? And I don't mean the country or the district. I mean, I ripped off Columbia Records for years when I was a kid on the Get 19 cassette tapes right. for a penny. You know, yeah. God, I, I, I probably still have some of those damn cassettes. And you, you had to buy, what, seven or eight more at close prices? Cassette, right, because every month they would send you a cassette of the month, and you'd have to buy it at regular prices, which right. I never did, of course. Yeah. And the cassettes would just stack. I ripped off several book companies as well. Random House, remember the Book of the Month Club? Yeah. Uh, I want Columbia forgiveness, you know, because I still got that Commodore CD that I never paid for or, or cassette tape. <laughs> I still got a Commodore's cassette tape. Yeah. Sail on down the road about a half a mile or so. Uh, it's a great God. song. Thanks for ruining it for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, I just felt oh, it's okay. It. Everybody, everybody should sing when they're happy. That's right. Sail on down the road about a Half a mile or so. Back when Lionel Richie was still Lionel Richie. Um, you, did you ever rip off a Columbia, rip off any of those? Uh, uh, no, actually, I did, I did, did not. You never no. did that? No. You I, never did that. Well, you know, because, you know, the thing is, whenever my mother told me, I believed it. So, right. like, when I signed up with the thing and she said, you know, if you don't pay your obligation, they're going to take you to jail. <laughs> My mom actually yeah. just secretly paid it off. So, right. you know, that's no, I had to, I had to work for it. So, yeah. and then I discovered work. I discovered the whole the whole racket behind it, and then I didn't wa- I didn't want to participate anymore. Right. Because you had to re- fulfill your obligation of buying what six or seven more over the yeah, course of did. the year, Which and then they would come up with this: buy one, get two at half price. Right. But the two at half price don't go count towards your obligation. So he's trying to get something out of you. Yeah. Exactly. So eventually, yeah, right. I just trying to get something out of you. I just quit doing that altogether. You know? No, I'm, I think I'm still getting books. Uh, <laughs> one of those book clubs. <laughs> I think half the spam calls on my phone are from you know Columbia or Random House. Right. But you, but the, the, the point being is that you got to pay your your own debts. Mm-hmm. If you take on a debt, right. it's on you to pay it off. And I know that now. I did not know that, or I didn't think about it that way. You know, mm-hmm. when I was. 13 or 14 ripping off Columbia Records, but right. and even as a young man. But you know, even you, you know, you, when you went off to college to broadcasting school, um, <laughs> you know, I am assuming that there was a student loan involved because these secondary, um, secondary education is not cheap. However, if it's something you choose to do, you have to look at it as an investment in your future. Well, I want to get you into know, that because that's, that's, that's kind of where I wanted to take this. And that's that. what I told, you know, my, my son who, uh, went to trade school. He went, he went for right. one thing and then switched his major from one to another. And I wasn't too sure about, you know, taking out a student loan for, I think it was like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. Right. I, I, I'm not sure. But, um, he called me to ask about it. And I'm like, well, you know, of course, if you can afford to just pay them out of pocket every month as you, as you go to school, you should. Um, but if you need a student loan, you have to look at it as I'm investing in 
the rest of my life. This is a career I'm going to do from here on out. So the $15,000 or whatever it was, small price to pay for the, you know, because as a a welder he is now, he makes far more than that. Oh, yeah. He does does quite well for a a young man under the age of 30. And so it, it worked out for him. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 you know, the, when you and I were, and this, you know this is a true thing, when you and I were, were teenagers, people looked down their snoot in large measure at trade schools and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, college was the... Who, who's was the laughing now? Well, that's true. But but you you remember that. Call. I mean, yeah. I remember it very distinctly in high school right. that you had three choices. You either go to college, you join the military, or you work at a 7-Eleven uh, for the rest of your life. I worked. I chose the 7-Eleven option. But you know, there there was a real kind of a snootiness towards towards, and there still really is towards the idea of trade schools. But yeah, I raised my hand. You know, I I dropped out of college after two and a half years because I had no idea why I was there. My only ambition was to be a poet. You know, I didn't really need a college degree to do that crap. No. You know, all I needed was cheap wine and a pack of smokes. Uh, so when I dropped out, it was my father who suggested broadcasting school because I'd always done a lot of acting and I enjoyed entertaining people or talking and i enjoyed talk radio mm-hmm. he said well, why don't you check out this radio school it's a columbia school of broadcasting where you can never know what you're gonna do until you try some damn thing <laughs> the barbizon school of broadcasting is where right. i went i think that's the but, same i think the same uh, broadcasting school wolfman jack went to back in the day he did t- scott yeah. robbins i think uh, was one of those guys right and uh i tell you what you know i i learned the basic nuts and bolts of radio as it was back then so that when I walked into a studio for the first time, I was, it wasn't alien to me, mm-hmm. you know, how to do a show, uh, or how to cut a commercial, and it got me my first job. And here I am, thirty odd years later, and it's all because of a trade school, right? You know, now my kid is in college, but she's in college for what she really wants to do. But you know, if that doesn't work out, I'd be the first saying, "Hey, well, maybe a trade school." You know, there's nothing. Trade schools are great, and you end up like you say. You need people who can weld. You need people who can fix an engine in a car. You right. need people who can cut your hair. You need people who can do all this stuff. Right. You know, a lot of community colleges have excellent nursing programs and what have you. They do. You know, and, yeah. and that we, we need more of that, obviously. We do. So, we do. Yeah. Let me tell you, I know. Yeah, yeah, we do need more nurses. I haven't seen my wife in two years. We need more <laughs> nurses. <laughs> so Don can see his wife. Yeah, yeah, okay, would on. you please go to nursing school? Don't right, bother anyway. with your stupid liberal arts degree, okay? <laughs> That's on your dumbass for doing something like that. However, you, you can you can read about Socrates under your own time, okay? But we need freaking blood drawers and nurses. Okay, yeah, we yeah. need people who can draw some blood. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I got to take a break. Two one zero five nine nine in Columbia. I'm I'm so sorry. Two one zero five nine. If if you ever, as a young person, got fired from Columbia Records, it was probably because of me. Two one zero five. Especially if you worked in a collection agency. You okay. were fired because of Sean Rima. Because of me. It's my fault. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five and and I own that as a man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five it's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. Hey, this is David Van Camp from Markley Van Camp and Robbins celebrating one hundred years of service on News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one oh seven one. And we're back, News Talk five fifty KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. Tomorrow, Friday already? I haven't worked a Monday in two weeks. Next week's going to be like the first Friday work week. I, I, I didn't feel well the Monday before, and then last Monday, I, this Monday, I had a doctor's appointment. I will be here on Monday. Tomorrow's Friday. Got any plans for the weekend? I'm First off, I have not, my wife, I've been promising my wife for three, I've been taking my wife to Cornival, I think, in three years in Holotus. Cornival, we're going to Cornival this weekend. Because if I don't get Chris, if I don't get my wife a damn chicken on a stick, at least once a year, then bad things happen. So I got, and, I got we're going to go to Cornival. And where is that? In Elotes. What? I mispronounce that too. How do you say it? No, it's fine. Go ahead. Elotes. Well, how do you say it? Elotes. What is he? Well, no. I mean, I just want to be sure you're not going to say he loads. I'm not going to say he loads. I ain't that bad. Uh, and I don't care if it puts my ass in the, in the hospital. I'm going to get me a cup of corn. I, I got a, man, corn in a cup. Oh, that's good. Because I support local artists as well, and uh, my buddy uh, Randy 
uh, who is my best friend in the world, my brother Randy Garcia. He's the bass player for the Chuck Weimer Band. And Saturday night, they're going to be at the, is it Tusculum Brewing Company in Bernie from 6 to 9? Randy's going to be picking the bass there. Uh, Chuck's going to be singing away his songs, and uh, they, they're really doing well, the Chuck Weimer Band. And uh, if you need more information, just go to, I think it's Chuck Weimer Music on Facebook. So I think we're going to roll up to Bernie Saturday night. No, that's not Randy. the complete name of the band, right? Yeah, it's Chuck Weimer Band. On Facebook, okay. It's not the Chuck Weimer band on Face Puke. That's not the name of the band. See how you are, Mr. Man? It's the Chuck Weimer band on Face Puke. Uh, the, again, they'll be at Bernie uh, Tusculum Brewing Company, 6 to 9. And my wife and I haven't been out much, obviously, over the past few months. So we were going to roll up there and see see Randy and Chuck and the other dudes in the band. But I am looking forward to that. What technically is it, corn in a cup or cup of corn? I'm trying to remember how they actually pronounce it. Where they put the corn and the sour cream and the cheese and all that whatever stuff they put in there, man. And I'm not supposed to eat corn, but I'm going to eat me some corn at Corny Ball. And I don't, if that lands my ass in the hospital, it lands my ass in the hospital. I'm going to eat me a cup of corn, corn in a cup, I guess that's what it's actually called. Don't forget to what? do some cornholing. Well, I'll have to do something after I eat corn in a cup, but uh, to make sure that. <laughs> no, I'm no, gonna, I'm no, gonna, no, I'm don't leave it right stop. there. Stop, please. Stop right there, man. <laughs> I'm just saying I'll be all right. Don't worry. Yeah, we saw we saw you were heading right for the alley on that one. So yeah, let's I might just... be out of commission for a few hours afterwards, <laughs> but it'll be okay. <laughs> Corn, the the gift that keeps on giving. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Second harvest? (laughs) Third, fourth, next Thursday harvest. Damn, that was a week ago. Anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Come on. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You guys. I'm so sorry. You, you both so messed up. We are. What the hell is wrong with you? We screwed up we human beings. That's, <laughs> it's puka dot. Between the two of us. Between the two of us, you put Chris and I together, we make one sane person. Oh. Okay, but, you know, it's just, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Second harvest. Second harvest. That's wrong. You Little man, <laughs> it's funny. You're laughing, and so are they. Oh, God. oh man! <laughs> it just don't digest, do it? Oh, now if you have two kernels of corn to rub together, <laughs> we'll be right back on New Stock Five Fifty KTSA. I think every Democrat who criticized the previous administration but is now saying, oh, you know, there's a problem here and going to the border and making it seem like there's a problem here has to lean into the fact that we are a country that has prided ourselves ourselves on allowing immigrants to come from all over the world. Sean Reimer, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Wow, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Chris, I gotta ask you a third time. Who the hell was that? Representative Pramila Jayapal. Uh, well, our national sovereignty is dissolving before our very eyes, and anyone with two damn brain cells that might have ran the same damn red light at sixteen oh four New Gilbo and smashed on into each other can see that. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gonna stop talking like that. Sure. Uh, t- <laughs> Let me tell you something, Chris. As a man, I am going to stop talking like this. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Well, we got. First off, uh, Biden. Here's a joke for you. On Fox News, it said Biden comments on Ukraine soon. <laughs> soon. Get it? Soon. Uh, he is supposed to speak, uh, is it what, 1045, I guess our time it's scheduled for him to well, talk about Ukraine. What's that? It might have been a typo. They might have meant noon, in which case yeah, he'd be late noon. for that, so it would be more like 2 o'clock. Well, uh, yeah, right. 
if it's noon, because he's usually about two or three or nine hours off. He's supposed to talk about Ukraine because, uh, well, we got some interesting developments. We Yesterday, right, we had uh, uh, Putin, he's pulling the gas supply out of Poland. Uh, folks are, are increasingly concerned about nuclear weapons and blah, blah, blah. I, you know, it is kind of, first off, of, of Ukraine, it is interesting how it's become sort of the second-page story now. You know, you're not really, remember for weeks it was, that's all you we talked about was the war in Ukraine. The war in Ukraine hasn't stopped. The inhuman, inhumanity uh, uh, towards Ukrainian people at the hands of the Russians has not stopped. Uh, he bombed a bunch of railroad stations, uh, I believe. Uh, again, he's he's pulling. He's not going to. No more. Uh, no more fuel. No more gas to uh, Poland. Now, now, now we're starting to tiptoe into NATO territory, and we haven't done anything significant whatsoever. Right? Some sanctions. We we still haven't sent any allowed any planes to make it into Ukraine from Poland. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell Biden's going to talk about. (laughs) I'm sure Biden doesn't know what the hell he's going to talk about. That's why it takes him so long to show up, you know, because I I, I honestly think that they got it. They just keep rehearsing. They keep they they don't send his, you know, doddering ass out there until they are almost absolutely sure he can manage it. I think that's really why it takes him so long. For years, I said, well, the, the reason Democrat presidents are always late, and they usually are. Clinton was famous for being late, is that they really don't care about the little people, and the little people need to learn their place and learn to wait for us uh, elitists to show up whenever we feel like showing up. Well, I think they're in that same respect, they might have a lot more testing as far as, like, equipment goes, because they have, you know, being that, you know, it's pretty... It's pretty clear there's someone in his ear at all times. Oh, yeah. So then they have to be getting, you know, they have to test that and make sure absolutely right. that that's, that's making sure it works before he goes out. <laughs> They've got many more technical considerations with Biden than they had with Clinton. Clinton was actually pretty good as a speaker, as a public, as a, you know, he could kind of roll out there. but he And that's what made, and, and he just would roll out whenever the hell he felt like it. Biden, I think you're right. I think they have so much more preparation to do. As far as him, you know, actually making it to the podium. So who knows? If, if if it happens this hour on this show, we will bring it to you live if we're able to. But we'll see. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's go to Richard. He's been on hold for nine hours. Richard, how you doing? Hey, Sean. Pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, uh, you know, going back a couple of uh, items uh, to the student loan forgiveness deal. Right. That BS thing. Uh, I had an idea, which is dangerous for me. Uh, the uh, for all of us veterans out there that went to school on the GI Bill, we earned that. So uh, it seems to me yes, that we did. should get a check for the amount, the the, uh, the median amount of the student loan forgiveness. We ought to get a check for that amount. What you think? You should, but you won't. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just being honest. You know it. You know it. I know it. Look, they're they're taking resources away from from the veterans from the VIA from uh, the veteran from the, from the VA to uh, provide health care for illegals coming across the river right now. You know that's that's More the plan news. is to is to peel off resources and funds from the VA to to help with the folks coming across the border. I mean, that's what they think. Of, that's what they think of our American vets. These are horrible freaking people. Well, I appreciate the call, Randy. Thank you so much, and thank you for your service. But th- these are these are oh, Richard. I'm sorry. These are horrible people. Absolutely freaking horrible. And and it's and, and, and as I've been saying for a while now, you know, there's no great evil plot. It's really as cheap as they're importing votes across. The, everything is political. Everything they do is just about securing power and position. It's really all about politics. It's that stinking cheap. Remember in Die Hard when Bruce Willis discovered that the bad guys, that the European terrorists weren't trying to make a big point about revolution, really weren't trying to get political prisoners released, that it was really just about stealing a whole bunch of money 
remember? And he's like, you mean this is all about blanking theft, you know, and how shocked he was because he, he thought, well, this is a hell of a crime just to steal some money. Uh, well, that's kind of my response to what's going on right now with the border, uh, with, with, uh, with anything that comes out of their mouth as far as the pandemic, as, as COVID, student loan forgiveness. It, you mean it's really just about freaking politics? Yeah, it is. It's really that stinking cheap. It's really just about cheating. It's really about importing votes. It's about establishing voting blocks of people who don't yet exist. It's about, you know, essentially uh, coddling and tricking certain communities back into their expected vote for the Democrats, which they lost during the Trump years, blacks and Hispanics, young pe- now young people. Uh, the only reason, as, I, as I've been saying, the only reason you're hearing about college debt forgiveness is young people. The latest polls show young people are, are not digging the Biden, so they got to get them back somehow, right? We'll forgive your, your college debt. They think that'll work for, for the college. And, and there is some elitism in, in, involved here, too, because on that side of things, oh, is that Biden now? Yeah, all right, let's, let's take, if, can we listen to what Biden has to say about Ukraine? Okay, it, he, he just started speaking, but that's all right. It takes him forever to say anything. Okay, let's take a listen. Stand by as the Russians continue their atrocities and aggression in Ukraine. Every day, every day the Ukrainians pay for the price, with, and the price they pay is with their lives for this fight. So we need to contribute arms, funding, ammunition, and the economic support to make their courage and sacrifice have purpose so they can continue this fight and do what they're doing. It's critical this funding gets approved and approved as quickly as possible. You know, long before Russia lost, launched its brutal invasion, I, uh, I made clear how the United States would respond, predicted they would invade, and uh, they surely did. We said we'd not send U.S. troops to fight Russian troops in Ukraine, but we would provide robust military assistance and try to unify the Western world against Russia's aggression. I said I would impose powerful sanctions on Russia and that we'd destroy and develop we destroy this myth that somehow they could continue to move without the rest of the world acting, that we deploy additional forces to defend NATO territory, particularly in the east along the Russian and Belarus borders. That's exactly that's exactly what we said we would do, and we did. But despite the disturbing rhetoric coming out of the Kremlin, the facts are plain for everybody to see. We're not attacking Russia. We're helping Ukraine defend itself against Russian aggression. And just as Putin chose to launch this brutal invasion, he could make the choice to end this brutal invasion. Russia is the aggressor. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Russia is the aggressor, and the world must and will hold Russia accountable. Russia continues assault on as yielding immense human cost. We've seen uh, we've seen them leave behind horrifying evidence of their atrocities and war crimes in the areas they try to control. And as long as the assaults and atrocities continue, we're going to continue to supply military assistance. And I might know parenthetically, you know, there's a dinner this weekend to celebrate the press. Think of what the American press has done, the courage it's taken to stay in these war zones. The courage is taken to report every single day. I've always had respect for the press, but I can't tell you how much respect I have watching, watching them in these zones where they're under fire, risking their own lives to make sure the world hears the truth. Imagine if we weren't getting that information. It'd be a different world. It'd be a different circumstance. In the past two months, Russia launched its brutal attack and has moved weapons and equipment to Ukraine at We've moved, we've moved weapons and equipment and, uh, to Ukraine in record speed. Thanks to the aid we provided, Russian forces have been forced to retreat from Kyiv. Doesn't mean they're not going to try to come back, but they've retreated thus far. We've sent thousands of anti-armor, anti-missiles, helicopters, drones, grenade launchers, machine guns, rifles, radar systems, more than 50 million rounds of ammunition. The United States alone has provided 10 anti-armor systems for every Russian tank that is in Ukraine, 10 to 1. We're providing Ukraine significant, timely intelligence to help them defend themselves against the Russian onslaught. 
and we're facilitating the significant flow of weapons and systems to Ukraine from our allies and partners around the world, including tanks, artillery, and other weapons. That support is moving with unprecedented speed. Much, much of the new equipment we've announced in the past two, month, two weeks has already gotten to Ukraine, where it can be put to direct use on the battlefield. However, we've almost exhausted what we call the fancy phrase, the drawdown authority, that Congress authorized Ukraine, authorized for Ukraine in a bipartisan spending bill last month. Basically, we're out of money. And so that's why today, in order to sustain Ukraine as it, as it continues to fight, I'm sending Congress a supplemental budget request. It's going to keep weapons and ammunition flowing without interruption to the brave Ukrainian fighters and continue delivering economic and humanitarian assistance to the Ukrainian people. This so-called supplemental funding addresses the needs of the Ukrainian military during the critical weeks and months ahead. And it begins, it begins the transition to longer-term security assistance that's going to help Ukraine deter and continue to defend against Russian aggression. This assistance would provide even more artillery, armored vehicles, anti-armored systems, anti-air capabilities that have been used so effectively thus far in the battlefield by the Ukrainian warriors. You know, and it's going to deliver much-needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war, and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. It's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. Ukraine, Ukraine was one of the world's largest agricultural producers. It typically grows 10 percent of all the wheat that's shipped around the world. Putin has asserted sanctions are blocking food from Ukraine and Russia getting on the market, the sanctions we've imposed on Russia. Simply not true. Putin's war, not sanctions, are impacting the harvest of food and disrupting the movement of that food by land and sea to nations around the globe that need it. This funding is going to help ease rising food prices at home as well and abroad, caused by Russia's war in Ukraine. It's going to help support American farmers produce more crops, like wheat and oilseed, which is good for rural America, good for the American consumer, and good for the world. And this supplemental request will use the Defense Production Act to expand domestic production and reserve and the reserve of critical materials, materials like nickel and lithium that have been disrupted by Putin's war in Ukraine and that are necessary to make everything from defense systems to automobiles. And I hope Congress — I hope Congress will move on this funding quickly. I believe they will. I want to thank Congress, Democrats and Republicans, for their support for the people of Ukraine. And next week, I will be in Alabama to visit Lockheed Martin plant that manufactures the Javelin anti-tank missile we've been sending to Ukraine, and to thank the American workers — thank them for producing the weapons that help stop Russia's advances in Ukrainian cities like Kyiv. Their hard work has played a critical role in ensuring Putin's strategic failure in Ukraine. News Talk 550 KTSA. Okay, that's the president. We pretty much got the, the, the meat of what he was uh, saying there. He's going to ask for a new spending package for Ukraine. Uh, I have some thoughts on that. Uh, let's take a break, though, and we'll come right back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Back here, stuck by 50 KTSA. We listened to the president's comments on Ukraine. We only have a couple of minutes here. We had to play some catch up there with time. He's still talking, by the way, but I, I wanted to get sort of the, to the what's the basic wh- 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 why is he here? What, what is he? What, what is the basic thing he wants to say? And the basic thing he wants to say is we're doing great. Hey, wow, we've sent you know billions of dollars worth of equipment and aid to Ukraine, rock and roll, you know, the sanctions are working. Uh, but, wow, we're out of money, so we have to uh, – I have to uh, uh, make a request to Congress for more money for Ukraine. And I don't know, man, that, 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 that's, that something sounds fishy to me. My initial thought, and maybe I'm wrong, my initial thought is, 
that, uh, again, I, I, I look at everything through the prism of, of November, right, and the midterms. And uh, as far as their perspective. So we're coming up on the mid, coming up, you know, coming up, we're on the ramp to November. That's their obsession. That's their concern. And this is a really nifty way to isolate any Republicans uh, who who may not agree with whatever package they send. Because you know, when it comes to a spending package, you can pack all kinds of crap in there that have absolutely nothing to do with the original intent of the spending package. And so you put a bunch of crap in there that you know any given Republican uh, might disagree with, and if they do disagree with it, then you can point your finger and say, see, Republicans don't care about these suffering Ukrainians. Just a thought. You know, again, I don't know if that's the way it's going to pan out or not. Uh, But that I, I I guess I'm that cynical and suspicious at this point. Uh, and he is he taking questions now? Maybe we can just listen for a minute, and then we'll go to break. Mr. President, on that, Mr. Mr. President, President, Mr. President, back on the border, uh, Title 42, a number of your Democratic friends are, are pressuring the White House to maintain that policy. Can you give us a straight answer whether you're going to whether you're going to heed that request or you're going to get rid of it? I can give you a straight answer. We had proposed to eliminate that policy. Uh, by the end of May. The the court has said we can't so far, and what the court says we're going to do. The court could come along and say we cannot do that, and that's it. Mr. President, you say that this is not a proxy war, but Russia clearly disagrees. They say that war means war. So how concerned are you that they may start to act accordingly, even if you disagree? We are prepared for whatever they do. First of all, as you know, um, Poland has indicated they have significant reserves of gas that they have planned for, as does not as much, but as does Bulgaria. And we have worked with our allies from Japan on to say that we may divert our sale of the natural gas that we're sending to those countries and divert it directly to uh, to uh, Poland and uh, yeah. Wow. All right. Let's take a break. News Talk 550. It's uh, Sean. We'll come back and talk about what we're hearing here. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107.1. Just heard from the president, and I use that term loosely about Ukraine. Uh, he's uh, going to send a. They got a uh, spending. He's out. It says he's out of Ukrainian. He's out of money for Ukraine. And so he's got to get another spending bill passed so we can continue to take care of the Ukrainian people in the way we the, the excellent way we've been doing thus far, right? Uh, I think it's political because then he can maybe pack something in there that uh, given, any given Republican might not like, and then they can point to the Republican and say, hey, look, they don't want to help the Ukrainian people. Don't vote for them in November. Also was asked about rolling back uh, these Trump-era policies. Uh, on the border, uh, he was asked, you know, is that's you're getting crap even from Democrats now about this? Is this something you want to do or you're going to do? And he's like, well, it depends on what the court says. So he was perfectly Joe Biden. Let's go to Bi- uh, Bob on line one. I'm sorry, dude, I said your name backwards. Here's Bob. Bob, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, I'm thinking that uh, something is suspicious, uh, spending all this money. And my, my concern is... If Ukraine falls, what happens to all this equipment that is over there? If it's brand-new equipment, that means the Russians are going to turn around and get their hands on that stuff also. Well, if they uh, if they follow the model set forth in Afghanistan, that would be absolutely right. You yeah. know, first off, I we don't even know really, because I've heard different reports from folks out there who, who are saying that it doesn't appear that they're even getting all of the equipment. Uh, or all of the aid. So I don't even know to what percentage, uh, you know, Biden was saying billions of dollars worth of stuff. I don't even know to what extent they're actually receiving it physically. And secondly, you're right, you know, uh, depending on what, if Ukraine falls, I guess that all that stuff goes to the Ruskies, you know. I don't know what else happens to it. So uh, uh, one, it, it's a crap deal either way. Uh, one thing, too, if, the, uh, if he does submit that thing to the Congress, 
uh, maybe the Republicans can turn around and add some money for the border. Well, that won't happen because if you allow that to happen, because then you have to allow, if you're a Democrat, that this has been uh, a huge mistake at best and a, a intentional crisis at, at the worst. So, you know, again, remember what I say all the time. A Democrat can never be wrong. They can never be wrong. I got to run, man. I appreciate the call. But, you know, so either way, they got to shine it up to make it look like they're the, you know, the, 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 the right person in the room, if that makes sense. But, you know, I ask you, what does this have to do with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly drinking each other's blood, which is really the big story of the day? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Well, I've got just a couple of celebrity things here. Yeah, Megan Fox. Has she done anything, Chris, since that first damn Transformers movie? Megan Fox, who is, I guess, attractive in a plasticky sort of way. Well, that's the other thing. She was one of the few people who, like, she made it worse. You know, she was beautiful, and then she went and got plastic surgery, and then it's like, yeah. Why do chicks do that? Why? Why does anybody do that? And she's got short thumbs. Well, I knew that, but that was something kind of, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Toe thumbs. She's got toe thumbs. She does, but that's that was kind of, a, you know, that's adorable. I liked her toe thumbs. It's, it's why do you get plastic, when you're already hot, why do you get plastic surgery to make yourself look not hot? I don't get it. And I don't know anything about Machine Gun Kelly. He's a rap guy, I think, isn't he? Doesn't he, like, sing rap? Does he sing rap? He does. He's one of those rap guys, isn't he, Chris? Yeah, he's Eminem's he rival. He's Eminem's rival, so they're both honkies, aren't they? Yes. Uh, they drink each other's blood, and uh, I forget who she was being interviewed by. Obviously, somebody with nothing else to do. And they they do in fact drink each other's blood. It's ceremonial for them. It's spiritual. But just so you know, according to Megan Fox. It's not like we're sitting around with goblets of each other's blood like in some kind of weird Games of Thronesy way. It's just a couple of drops, just a few drops. The actual quote, Chris and Don, is just a few drops, dot, dot, dot. Um, well, you know, I have read a couple of books on uh, demonic infestation uh, over the past few weeks, and I, I can tell you that by uh, engaging, in, and Trey and I mentioned this, by engaging in a practice, whether it's messing around with a Ouija board after too much you know, vodka or it's uh, drinking each other's blood, anything that has the semblance of a satanic ritual, whether you think it's satanic or not, could invite demonic infestation. I'm just putting it out there. Well, it's spiritual because they're both B-positive. <laughs> they're both B-actors or B-celebrities who can't, who are quickly heading towards C and D. Be positive. Uh, as far as being actual Satanists, I don't think it goes that deep. I think they're celebrity yahoos with way too much freaking money and way too much time on their hands. And I love my wife. I I, I got a little upset just a few minutes ago because uh, uh, you know I, I I am broadcasting live from my living room. I have my fancy high tech facility broadcasting facility set up in my recliner. And sometimes I can hear the microwave oven or the cats, and it bothers me. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as my wife is concerned, I love my wife. I love my old lady. I love my wife so much. But you know what? I ain't drinking her blood. I'm not drinking my wife's blood. Now you'll probably... I'll do everything else, but I'm not going there. You'll probably I'm... drink some of your own after she gets done with you. If she hits me, that's why I always say, not the money maker, baby. Anything below the neck. Don't go Johnny Depp on me now. Don't go Amber Heard on me and start flinging bottles of vodka at me. Okay, I need this face for the website, man. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's a big win on our digital stats is my freaking mug on the website. Anyway, uh, I will not. Uh, I, I, I love my wife. There's all kinds. Every I would do anything for her. But I will not drink her blood. I, I have you, you got to have standards. You got to have parameters. Don Morgan, you ever sipped a cup, a Dixie cup of your wife's blood at any point? You're, you, you guys, you all drink each other's blood, or you, you shy away from that kind of thing as well? Uh, I, I, yeah, you got to have a line, man. 
210-259. Oh, he did. Maybe she sends him a little, you know, like in a thermos, like some blood, and he drinks it, you know, when he's on break from writing the news and stuff. But, again, the big story of the day, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> she sends drink it each other's blood. Right? A, she sends it in a thermos? <laughs> well, I was asking you, and I, of course, I'm at home, so I and don't know if you're there or not. That's just the first so I was like, serving. Don, did you ever drink your, your wife's blood? You know, she sent you drink your, And then you, you, Chris said you stepped out for a moment. I was like, well, does Georgia send you some blood in the thermos? And no, no. You sip some blood, some, some Georgia blood while you're you know, on break in the happen. lounge? When you get in your captain's captain's wafers out of the machine, there. No, John and I are both married men. We do not drink our wives' blood. No. You know why? It's freaking weird. It's just weird. There's Megan Machine. Can I call you Ma? Uh, okay. There's just uh, <laughs> there's just something wrong with y'all. Y'all drinking each other's blood. That ain't right. Okay. It didn't work out for Angelina and Billy Joe. It's not going to work out for you. Okay? Billy, Bob, Billy Bob. Or Billy, Billy Bob. Bob. Billy Thornton. whatever the hell. Right. Yeah. Billy. Billy used to be Sling Blade guy. That guy um, you know, that guy from Arkansas. Actually, I'm being a jerk. He was actually in Kerrville uh, last weekend doing a show. He's he's concentrating on his music, and uh, mm-hmm. apparently, it's pretty good. It's like really kind of heavy, heavy metally sounding, apparently. But drinking each other's blood? No, I ain't drinking my wife's blood, man. Doesn't work. I'll sometimes drink her disdain, but I won't drink her blood. No. <laughs> Two one zero. Second harvest. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Don't go there again. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> there is something inherently wrong with both of you. I've, I know. You know isn't it great? And, and the thing is, it was screamingly obvious to me nine years ago when I walked in. But yet here I still I'm still here. You're still part of this thing. What the hell? Well, there's my wife. My wife just walked in. Baby, I love you, but I ain't drinking your blood. Is that cool? You're not drinking mine? I'm not drinking yours. Did you hear that crap? <laughs> yes, I did. What's wrong with my blood? <laughs> my blood's not good enough right. for you? Did she have a tone? Was she taking the tone? She, she did you? have a tone. Yeah. Why are you yelling at me? Why are you being ugly? Because okay, pr- um, your blood is ashy. It's Or dusty. <laughs> dusty. <laughs> dusty. <laughs> ashy. My blood is ashy. It's like red clay dust. Whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what they the dusty blood. It's like you bleed clay. It's weird. Um, 210-599. Do you eat a lot of corn? 210-599-5555. need to run that through the mill again. Oh, God. Oh, no. Let's take a break. It's Sean. Let's take a break. It's Sean. News Talk 550 KTSA. Hey, this is Jamie Markley of Markley Van Camp and Robbins, celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yeah, News Talk 550, KTSA. Yeah. 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 It's the Sean Show. I'm Sean. Final few moments of the programming. And uh, we are talking a lot about corn this week uh, today because it is Cornival weekend in Helotes. Just keeps coming back every year. And I uh, haven't been able to attend Corny Ball. Thank you. For, I'm here all week. Maybe. I'll be getting me some. I'm going to, we going to Corny Ball this weekend. We are. We love Corny Ball. Uh, let's go to Cindy on line one. Cindy, how you doing? Uh, Sean, so glad to have you back, man. I've been waiting so long and praying for you the entire time. And I just. Thank you so much. I think you're such a blessing to this city and the world. I'll tell you, I can't explain it. But what I wanted to ask real quick, Sean, is what was the word that you described as average as far as Biden's people go? I forgot. I'm so tired. Uh, unimpre- well, I used to uh, unimpressive and mediocre. Mediocre. Okay. Mediocre. Mediocre. mediocre that's really stretching it. Okay. So I came up with this. Here's, that's, no, that's really compared to what Trump had, the talent, the quality of people right. accomplished. It, it, it's, this is beyond a joke, but here's two words I came up with, and I want you to use them. Intentional destructionist. Does that, does that qualify for Biden's yeah. people? It, Absolutely. It, you know, in the, in the rule of law, intent has a, you know, it's a very, it's a word that has standing. And that's right. what we're up against. So we're spending money on the border. But here's what I wanted to say also. 
Uh, as far as being out of money, I've been waiting six months for a, a return from the federal government. So they're beyond out of money. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like this. Number two. Well, they, they run out of money. They just print more up. You know, it's just fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the printing press goes just about out of ink, okay? We're 130% over GDP, and Russia's GDP right. is 18%, okay? So yeah. we have a problem. Here's the last in closing, Sean. There's a movie or something out there called Whose Children Are They? I haven't seen it. But this city, with our mayor and the politics downtown, everybody, parents with kids, need to watch it and wake up because uh, this is this is uh, like a cancer and it has to be stopped. But you're talking anyway, about the educational system. All right, I appreciate it. You're talking about the educational system and uh, and, and their obsession with talking uh, uh, sex and transgenderism and all that stuff when they're young, young, young. They, well, and talking about that. They, 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 the grooming, are they trying to groom our kids uh, early, early, early on, as early as they can get them, as young as they can get them? Absolutely. Not just on gender stuff, but on CRT stuff. And it's going on in more schools than you realize. And you know what? It's going on here. And I know it's going on here. Uh, and if you work for the school, if you work for any school system or school uh, in this in Bear County that's actually you know tricking people uh, into not thinking you're doing CRT and all this other crap, and you're one of those people that kind of knows that you are, I know that you know that you are, and you now know that I know that you are. How does that make you feel? Uh, Sam, you're on line three. You got uh, not too long here. What's going on, Sam? What are you thinking? Hey, good morning, Jughead. Hey, quick comment, and then I'll let you uh, make your your thing on it. Um, the other day, you were talking about Elon Musk and the and the witches on um, on the View. Is there any? What, and the question is: Is there any proof or evidence that Elon is a white supremacist? And is there any evidence that Biden hates black and that he he didn't want black kids on on the buses nope. with white kids and he didn't nope. want white black kids on the uh, nope. on the schools with white kids? Is there any evidence of those? And I got to run. I'm just out of time. There's apps. They, they they have no. I don't know where they're getting all this. They're just, you know, here's where they're getting all this stuff about Elon Musk out of their butts. Okay, that's where it's coming from. They have no. They, they this is based on nothing. They just they hate his guts because he did it. That's why. But the, this business that he wants to go back to apartheid, and that he's just going to have racists on Twitter now and people who hate trannies and all that stuff. They're just making it up, man. They're pulling it out of their butts. They have absolutely – if there's a reason why they think that, I, I've asked on the air several times. I know Riccardi has, and so has Trey. We've never heard an answer. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love and don't be a jerk, and we will see you tomorrow on News Talk 550 KTSA. Bye. Bye.